Hey everybody, this is Zach and welcome to the third episode of the Crony Pains Podcast. Today I wanted to talk about more, something more heart to heart with you guys. This is just to talk about kind of like the mindset that comes when you're diagnosed with a form of IBD or Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis or whatever it may be. And one of the things that kind of sparked this is, you know, I've heard people with stories talking about how, you know, they had just been diagnosed and they, you know, they're kind of in that late 20s range and some of them or maybe not even, maybe they're younger than that. And they talk about how they kind of get depressed about after they get diagnosed and, you know, it's hard to find kind of the good in anything after you figure out, you know, you have some type of, you know, disease or illness, whatever it may be. And um, I actually read a story and this this article was about a 26-year-old woman who passed away. Her name was Lauren Townsend. This article was written, it's called Crown Point Woman Starts Walk in Honor of Daughter Who Died at 26. This article was written just five days ago, so July 21st, 2017. And it talked about um, Lauren's life and her battle with Crohn's disease. And one of the crazy things that she did is she was diagnosed when she was 16 and she had eight separate surgeries. Eight. Jeez. I mean, (laughs) fortunately for me, I haven't had anything like that. But, man, I just could only imagine. She ended up losing two fingers. I don't know if that's – I would love to hear a doctor's take on how that happens, but – that's what it says. She lost two fingers. Um, they took out a large, most of her large intestine. So, yeah. But one of the things that, anyway, any the thing that kind of sparked this thought in my head for, and this idea for this podcast, um, at least this episode, is the fact how this girl, though going through so much, you know, hard experience, and she was still giving back. She was still participating in her church. She was mentoring an 11-year-old. And all the interviews in this article, it's on uh, nwitimes.com. And the whole thing is everybody's just saying how how nice she was, how, you know, how positive she was, and how giving she was. I mean, they said that she did this until basically her final days, which... I could only imagine the pain she was going through. I mean, she passed away. It was because of a battle with, you know, Crohn's disease. So just an incredible story. I mean, obviously it's disheartening and very sad that she ended up passing away, but just the fact that someone with so much bad going on in their life, they could still find the good in themselves and in the world to, you know, she still had the strength to give back, which that takes an enormous amount of strength to me. I mean, I respect that to the absolute fullest. And, you know, I haven't had any surgeries. Like, I haven't had any major surgeries. And I feel, I count myself as extremely fortunate because of that. And I just couldn't imagine eight surgeries. And that's, oh my God. I remember going to a Crohn's Colitis Foundation meeting. It was my first. It was the first time I had ever been there, and I remember people t- had had been there. Then they were talking about the surgeries and using the uh, I forget what the bag is called, but 
you, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. And he, this gentleman didn't have, he didn't have one ounce of negative negativity at all. He was extremely, just extremely humble guy, very positive, and just hearing the horror stories of him not being able to get any treatment that worked for him and just going through the process and then eventually having to do surgery and then I think he ended up finding something that worked for him. I hope so, at least. Um, but this guy reached out to me first thing. He gave me his card, asked me, you know, anytime you need it, you know, just feel free to call me. You know, we can talk about it. And I was just like, man, I feel like my problems are nothing compared to yours. But thank you so much for reaching out to me. Like, that is... And there were people in the middle of flares there still being positive, you know. I mean, to a point, you know, they talk about their experiences. And that, it's always, always surprised me how positive other people I've met with Crohn's disease are about, you know, the future and what's to come. And I think the Crohn's Colitis Foundation meetings definitely help because you're with other people. You're talking, you know, you you'd learn new information about what's to come in the future, whether it be in regards to treatments or, uh, you know, certain techniques or alternative medicines, whatever it may be. You're, you're constantly getting feedback and new information about what makes people feel better, what, you know, what can help you in the long run in dealing with this fight. So I considered myself super fortunate after hearing this guy's story, but the thing that I took from it that I totally admired was the positivity you know just knowing that you know these guys are always you know these people are always supporting me always hoping you know nothing but the absolute best for my health my career my career my anything anything I'm doing and you know I truly do appreciate it I think I've already you know said a little bit about this before but I just can't even stress enough how great these people are and and but the other side of the spectrum is you know the people that aren't seeking um whether it be support or they've just been diagnosed i feel like it's very easy to get caught in like a almost like a a near a, a serious depression seriously because you know if you're in your if especially if you're a younger person you know, you're supposed to be in the prime of your life, you know, they say it's the best years of your life, and meanwhile, you're sick, you're sitting on, you know, you're laying down in pain, and nobody, you feel like nobody can understand how you feel, and it's a scary place to be, it's, I've been there a few times, and the people that are closest to you, you almost start pushing them away, I know I was guilty of that with my family at times, but luckily for my family, uh, some of them are so persistent, and so you know they're they're they definitely aren't afraid to, you know, they're very passionate people. So they'll they'll ask you how you're doing, no matter what you tell them. So it's uh, <laughs> I I definitely have to give it to them. They're they're a great bunch of people too, and you know I've been super fortunate to have these people constantly, you know, looking for whether it be walks and runs or, you know, meetings of some sort or, you know, they're getting hookups with the disability, some type of disability center. But that, 
the whole thing for me when, you know, I've experienced, I've had about six or seven flares now where I've had to be, you know, I'm in contact with the hospital, not just my doctor, but the hospital. And I think, you know, the more you go through it, the more, the less it affects you, I guess you could say. And it's easier to stay positive. However, when you're going through it the first time or first few times even, it's so easy, especially because I feel like the first like three or maybe even the first five times that I've been in you know the hospital because of this, I feel like I it's like here we go again every single time. It's like what's the what's even the point? And that's that's not where you want to be mentally at all. And it's extremely easier said than done to be positive and to be you know to keep going no matter what because it the pain can get so bad we've if you're if you have it or you know someone you've seen it and you've felt it this this isn't something the kind of like this is no you know stomach flu this is a thousand times worse in my opinion um and everybody could probably agree with that too but the thing that for me that helped was you know not losing sight of your long-term goals like I feel like when I was first diagnosed, I felt like I was totally in the dark walking into, you know, a a non-path. I was like, you know, I feel like everybody kind of gets to choose their road, you know, when you're you're healthy or whatever. You're like, yeah, choose your passion, find your road, do whatever it takes, you know, and go for it. But man, does, you know, getting diagnosed with a chronic, you know, illness, does it get in your way? Is that a huge obstacle? Yes, it is. It's a huge obstacle, and it's scary. It's extremely – you're just unsure about everything because you don't know when you're going to get sick. You don't know when, you know, if you are on a treatment or medication. You don't know if it's going to stop working. All these things, all these worries in your mind, you're like, how am I even going to achieve anything? And I'm going to share a little bit about my story and, like, one goal that I had once um, and how I achieved that goal. And that first goal that I took was going to college and finishing college with a four-year degree. And when I moved, I moved to California when I was 18 and I didn't have a, I didn't have a flare. I didn't have a flare for the first after until my second year in community college. Um, And it was very, I didn't do that well, first off, and that was just like, you know, me just dealing with the regular healthy lifestyle, like being in remission and, you know, just trying to make the most out of my opportunities, but at the same time, I was dealing with other things too. I was dealing with um, being new, being across the country from home, being away from my parents, being away from the best, my best friends that I had ever had, and creating a new life with new friends and living in a new situation. I lived with my grandparents um, for, for a long while. And I just remember I didn't want, like, I just wanted to quit. And I was, and I was in, I was in a, I was in a remission. I felt great. Like, you know, with Crohn's disease, I was not even worried about it at that time. And I remember just calling my mom and being, super just negative and 
being, you know, I just want to go home. I'm sick of this. Like, you know, it's hard because everybody's clicky because there's kind of like high school round two. Everybody's from around the area. They know people they went to high school with and stuff like that. So I was coming up with all these excuses of why I should just quit. And I remember it was just stressing me out. And I remember going home that summer after my first year and I see my friends and some of them changed drastically like their work ethic they were killing it in college just you know they were joining clubs they were doing you know their majors uh, club program or they were just doing or internships whatever it would be and it was just like man where did you find that drive right and I was just so I doubted myself a lot and then later on that summer, after I returned home, I ended up getting a flare, a really bad flare, one of the worst ones I've ever had. I was at my all-time lowest weight, and that was the fall of 2011, and I was in the hospital. I remember when my mom came out to visit. It was like late September, early October, somewhere around there, and I was in the hospital almost every day for a few weeks there. I was with the doctor. They were running all types of tests, just constantly checking on how I was doing. But I remember one test. It I don't think it was the barium one. I think it was more like a. I think it was the one that they, they, uh, they scan you almost like a, an MRI. You go through like you know the big circular donut machine. I think that's what it was. I was drinking the liquid for, and you had to drink like three or four you know quarts of liquid, kind of like colonoscopies or whatever and basically I remember sitting there and I was so I was just so disheartened and even before that I had broken down you know going to the doctor and being so sick I remember my mom just I remember her pulling over the car because I was just like why is this happening to me like I was just totally breaking down I was just like what you know what am I doing like why I was questioning why I was out in California at all I was just completely rock bottom just completely lost and you know I remember just that moment man it was so difficult so so difficult it was you know I was giving up at that point and I remember doing that test and I was drinking the liquid it was the test was at like 7 a.m. or something so and you have to drink the liquid an hour before. You have to start drinking it an hour before. And I remember I was having issues keeping it down. I just couldn't. I was just so sick and I wasn't feeling it. And I kind of have a I have a weak stomach with that stuff, especially when I'm not when I don't eat. And uh, which I think I was fasting for it too. It would make sense. But uh, yeah, it was. I remember just being at the lowest point. I was sitting in a van with my mom. You know, my mom was driving my grandfather's minivan, and I, we were having a conversation about you know what my plans were and what I was doing. And you know, I didn't do that well my first year of college, and now I was sick. I was already started this. I had already started my third semester, and it just wasn't looking good because you know you're spending so much time with the doctor. You don't feel well, and. It's just like, where do I go? And my mom was just, she told me everything I wanted to hear at the time because I wanted to give up. I, I didn't want, you know, I was giving up on my goals. I didn't want to do 
anything but just lay and not do anything. I just wanted to feel better. I remember she told me, Zach, you can you can come home if you want, you know, and after, you know, the previous struggles I talked about earlier, you know, struggling with adapting to living in a new area across the country and, you know, not doing well in school, I was like, man, that's what I always wanted. Like, I just wanted to go back home. But at the same time, I remember sleeping on that and it was just like, I thought about it long and hard because my mom was still visiting and she wasn't going to leave until, you know, basically everything kind of got figured out. Bless her heart. But uh, I remember thinking about it and going home and I was just like, how many, you know, people did I grow up with or how many people would kill to go to the opposite side of the country to go to school and like have the opportunity that I have, you know, not everybody could do it. And I remember, but I know the experience. I've always lived, I've always tried my best to live in the moment and to just fulfill, fill my life with the best experiences. Sorry about that. Um, I remember going to, going to uh, bed one time and I was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to, you know, this semester is going to be a grind, but I'm going to, I'm going to try, you know, and I'm just going to do my best and see what happens. If it, if it works, and I, I wanted to go to a four-year school, obviously. And I was like, let's, I'm just going to try my best and, you know, just go from there. But I held myself to a high standard. I, I was studying. It's not like it was like, oh, I'm going to do my best. And then I was slacking, not doing my homework. No, 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 no. It was, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do all the things that my teacher's telling me to do. And we'll see how we'll see what happens. See how far this takes me. If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. I remember going from the hospital. I was at the hospital, and I drove to go take a midterm. I'll never forget. It was a geography course. Totally bombed it. Just I probably I think I ended up. It got scaled, so I ended up getting like a sixty-five or something. I left a ton of things blank. I was studying in the waiting room. I was. It was just crazy, unbelievable. But the biggest thing for me was going to going to class and doing that test. And the fact that I even took it and I got above a 50, it said something to me. I studied only for like a day or two. It said something to me. I was like, you know what? I can probably do this if I actually had enough time, you know, where I wasn't being, you know, uh, <laughs> I wasn't being a observed patient. I would, I could do it. And I remember I felt better after that whole thing. And it took a while for me to get better. And the next semester, I remember I, I remember that I finished that, that fall semester with, I think I had two B's and two C's, something like that. I had like a 2.5, something like that. And obviously it wasn't good enough to get into the schools that I wanted. I was looking at schools like uh, UC Santa Barbara, UCLA, I was looking at um, San Diego State, which is a competitive state school, and it was those grades weren't good enough to get into those those respected schools. So, you know, it's just like, all right, well, I got a hill to climb because I didn't do good the entire first year of my college career, and I was healthy, and now I'm feeling better, and I didn't do that great again, but I did better than I had previously, which is a start. I remember the next semester I was like I visit I didn't visit home that year I don't think. 
And I remember just going, I just remember being focused, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And eventually, I just kept working and working and working. And I got, I actually ended up getting good grades. I was, I had, um, I had A's. I had two A's, a B and, no, two B's and a C or something like that. And I was like, well, that's a start. Here we go. You know, it's kind of got the ball rolling. And this is already in 2012. And then in fall of 2012, I split. I got two A's and two B's. And just kept growing and growing. And I ended up getting sick again after the fall semester of 2012. I ended up getting sick again. And I just kept powering through. I ended up... uh, you know, I was really, really sick. I was going to the hospital again. I still, I just kept remembering, I got to keep doing this. I remember getting to the point where you had chills. I was shaking uncontrollably. I was in the fetal position so much time out of the day. I was forced to take naps midday. But the way, the secret to what I did was utilizing and knowing my body while I'm sick is, I don't know if you guys have the same experience as me, but for me, I had the uh, I had the most energy right when I woke up in the morning. So the first like four four or five hours of the day, that was the those were the times where I needed to get stuff done, whether it be studying or you know writing a paper or whatever. I had to do it in those hours because once midday hit, I was getting tired. If I, I had remember having a night class and I'd just be so out of energy. It'd be so hard to take notes. It was crazy. It was very, very difficult. But just knowing knowing my body and knowing myself, you know, I was just, I had to get stuff done. So I would wake up early. You know, I found out that studying in the morning was the best way, whether I just had to wake up earlier. So I was waking up at like 4.30, 5.30. If I had an 8, 8 o'clock class, I had a test for that class, I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning. I'd go to the library as soon as it opened, which I think it opened at like 6, and I would just read, 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 and go take the test. And it worked. It ended up doing those things and waking up early and doing everything in the morning. It helped me significantly. It taught me how to be, you know, how to adapt to a situation like no other. <laughs> and I I did well. I the next year, the next winter, or I think it was January-ish of 2013, again, I got sick. I was, oh, just the fevers and everything. Just absolutely crazy. And I ended up, you know, barely squeaking by in school. And I remember I didn't do so well. I had to, um, I ended up getting an incomplete on my stats class which was one of the last, like one of the big requirements if you're in community college to get to a four-year school is you need to complete, you know, college-level math. So I remember not doing well, and it was a hard class to get into. Anyway, I had to pull some strings with guidance counselors and stuff to even get into that class. And the fact that I didn't even, you know, I got an incomplete or whatever, it was terrible. And it was just like I didn't trust myself taking the summer off and coming back to take the leftover portion of the test that I did. So I retook the class. And that was the last semester I transferred. But basically, I was so ill. I remember calling my brother one time for that stat, that first stats class. I didn't do well. 
and I was just like, dude, I'm not, I can't go to class. And then, you know, I was like, I think I have the fever. I woke up in like a puddle of sweat. I just had the chills so bad and I definitely had a fever, no doubt. And it was a scary, it was a scary time because at this point my goals are shaken up. I'm just like, I'm not doing well in this class. I'm getting sick. What the heck is happening to me? And going on from that, I remember the next during that summer I got better. Like in the spring I felt better. And in the summer I was like, you know what? You got to stay I felt better again. I was in remission. I was in the early stages obviously and I was like I can do it. I can do it. And so my last year I just had to finally take that class. And I I got straight A's for the first time in my entire life since like elementary school middle early middle school like I got straight A's I was killing it I couldn't believe it the result I just remember how proud I felt and I just I rolled with it and I just kept going and I applied for schools that fall and I ended up uh the next semester I ended up taking that stats class I got a B in it and I was out the door I got accepted into Cal State Long Beach I remember (laughs) It was such a big accomplishment, but at the same time, it was such a bad, it was such a tough memory to think about because you think about all the struggles, you think about all that you overcame. I had, at this point, I'm feeling good. I was in remission for uh, a year and I was transferring schools. I just felt really, really good about myself. But uh, I remember I didn't want to go to the commencement. My family hated me for this because I didn't tell them about it. I didn't. <laughs> I never mentioned the date. I just didn't want to go to that commencement. And the reason why is because the way that I looked back on the way that I achieved the goal just to transfer to a four-year school was it it meant nothing to me to get my AA. It was a, And it was an accomplishment. I know people say that you should celebrate your accomplishments. But for me, it was about the bigger picture. It was about the longer goal that I was set out when I was you know, eight, 17, 18 years old that I was going to do. And... You know, when I moved out to California, a lot of my friends didn't even believe that I was even going to move to California. So to get to this point where, you know, I was going to go to Southern California, I was living in Northern California at the time, just, it was an unbelievable feeling, but I didn't want to celebrate it just yet because I knew what my goal was and I wanted to, I wanted to finish, you know, achieving my goal. And the first year... I did great at Cal State Long Beach. I'd had great grades. I was dealing with like a 3-4, 3-5. I was doing well. I had no issues Crohn's disease-wise. And and then the next year, my senior year of uh, college, that's where things started to get downhill. About November of the fall semester, I started kind of getting some symptoms. You know, it's like when it first starts, you're like, this could just be a bad, a bad week, a bad day, whatever. Maybe I ate something. It's lasting a little bit. Maybe, and the hardest thing too is to differentiate whether something is like Crohn's disease or if you have like a stomach issue, like something you actually ate, or if you have the flu. I mean, usually you can tell the difference with the pain, but sometimes you know you get those really bad gas pains and stuff like that, and you're just like, I, I don't know. Tough call. <laughs> you you question, especially when you've been in remission for a while, and you kind of. I don't know. I, I know for myself, I kind of have like an amnesia of what it feels like. I mean, you know what it feels like, but you feel you feel like you 
I don't know, you can tolerate more the more you go through as well. So it's like, oh, it's not that bad. So in the beginning stages, you're just like, uh, is it Crohn's? I hope not. <laughs> and I remember going through, I was, you know, I lived in an apartment and I finished, I finished, I finished college and I was sick. I walked, I did my commencement and I was in the middle of a pretty, pretty bad flare. And I remember I was communicating with my doctor through emails and I was sending him blood work and he knew I was sick, but it was just like, he just kept stressing that he needed to see me in order to really, you know, do anything. And it was really difficult because, you know, I'm trying to communicate with him and it, it, it was just, I had to go to urgent care. I got prednisone and, um, I was taking what for a while too. It was just so, it was crazy. And I remember just grinding through that last semester and the feeling of turning in the last assignment that I had ever turned, I'll ever turn in for school. And well, you never know what the future holds if I go get my master's or not, but <laughs> um, just turning in that last assignment for my undergrad was an unbelievable feeling because I remember how much I was struggling. You're, you have every reason not to finish, but I did it, and I look back at it, and it showed how badly I wanted it, and I'm not trying to brag and say, hey, if I can do this, anybody can do it. You know, everybody has a unique case to this whole thing. Everybody is different, but the one thing that I hope for people to have is to be to keep positive to know that this thing doesn't have to dictate who you are and what you do i mean can it incapacitate you at times of course of course but at the same time i think the lessons that i learned just from being sick recovering going into remission and like just knowing that that fight and if you have that in you and it's in everybody you can persevere through truly anything you put your mind to and that was it for me I was I was able to get through it I was able to battle get and achieve my goal and this was a goal that I had after I had was diagnosed and I just can't even believe it it's just like standing on top of the mountain and looking looking back I remember the feeling of walking that stage and to shake the hands of the president of the dean of the school and just an unbelievable feeling that I got to share with my family and then I got to go home and I celebrated with my friends it was just I've never felt so good in my entire life it, it was one of the greatest the greatest accomplishments ever just to know what I went what I went through you know if that's you where you're you know you're staring at a goal and it's a high mountain to climb just know that you can do it but you have to do it you have to do it better than a lot of other people you know some people they can go without sleep when they're health you know if a, a normal average person that's healthy is going to be you know they have the option to you know, pull all-nighters. When you're sick and you're dealing with chronic pain all the time, you can't, you can't do that. It's, you know, your bo- you'll, you'll just, your body's going to give out on you. And so you have to learn more in depth of what you need to do to achieve your goals because you're working around an obstacle all the time. 
but like I said, my mom gave me the option to go home my second year of community college. And that moment was the defining moment where I said, I got to buckle down and I got to, I have to dictate this rather than letting it dictate me. And if you do feel lost having, you know, this diagnosis and stuff like that, just know you can do it. It's just, you know, will it be, have its challenges? Of course, you're going to have a little bit more challenge than a lot of other people. But think about it this way. When you, if you do finish, you're going to be a lot better than everybody else for it because you know what you have to go through. You know what you went through. And to achieve your goal, that's everything. And it's, I feel like college degrees are so, they're getting more and more common. It's like I graduated with, with, uh, with IBD, period. Like I was sick so many times throughout my years of college. And now it's at the point where I'm working on a career. I'm in remission now. I'm doing great, health-wise at least. <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm on to new things, and I'm trying to you know I'm trying to do new things. This podcast is one of them, and it's just a goal. I just keep moving on, and you know you don't know when you're gonna get sick. So if you are in remission, don't take it for granted. Keep pushing, live your life, live your life to the fullest, and. Uh, yeah, that's it. And I think that's going to conclude this podcast. I thank you guys for listening again. If you guys haven't checked out my other two episodes, be sure to check them out. Let me know if you have any opinions on, you know, any battles that you're facing or that you've faced already and, and maybe goals that you've achieved. And uh, feel free to reach out to me. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. I wish you guys nothing but health and happiness. Take it easy.